welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. New Year's Eve. It was the last night of the year and a happy little group was sitting around the supper table in the Holly's pleasant dining room. There were Mr. and Mrs. Holly and their two children, Leland, who was a wide awake boy of 14, and Rachel, who was two years younger. Their cousins, Lawrence and Dorothy, had come to spend several weeks with them. As they were all about the same age, the four children were having a merry time together. The Holly homestead was in a little country town in New England, but Lawrence and Dorothy had always lived in the city of New Orleans, and they knew nothing about winter and winter sports. You can imagine how much they enjoyed everything, especially the snow. They were all laughing and chatting merrily when suddenly Mr. Holly rose and went to the window. I hear sleigh bells, he said. A sleigh is driving into our yard. It was a moment more a knock was heard at the door and a note was handed to Mrs. Holly, telling her that her sister was very ill. This sister lived several miles away, but Mrs. Holly felt that she must go to her at once so her husband decided to harness his pair of bays and drive her over. I am sorry to leave you children, Mrs. Holly said as she tied on her bonnet. Have just as good a time as you can, and I will trust you not to do anything that would displease me. I will take mother over and return as soon as possible, said Mr. Holly as he tucked his wife into the sleigh. I shall try to be home before 10 o'clock but don't sit up for me. Be good children and take care of everything. Perhaps my sister will be better and I can come home tomorrow, added Mrs. Holly cheerfully. Then she kissed the children and bade them goodbye and the horses dashed off down the road with a great jingling of bells. The girls looked a little sober as they went back into the a big empty farmhouse, but Leland tried to cheer them up. We'll have a jolly time keeping house, he said. What's the first thing to be done? The dishes, of course, replied his sister. There are always dishes to do, no matter what happens. The boys cleared the table while Rachel and Dorothy washed and wiped the dishes and set the table for breakfast. Then they brought in some wood and built a big fire in the fireplace. The flames went roaring up the chimney and the children sat for a long time before the fire, watching the rings of sparks that twisted in and out of the soot-covered bricks. Children going home from school, they called them, and the last one to burn out was the one to stay after school for a whipping. Let's roast some chestnuts, Leland suggested, when there was a good bed of hot ashes, and he ran up to the attic to get a bag full that he had been saving for just such an occasion. It was fun to push the chestnuts into the fire with a long poker and then watch them pop out when they were roasted. Sometimes they flew across the room or under the tables and chairs 
and then there was a great hunt for them. We might wish on the chestnuts, Rachel suggested. If they pop out on the hearth, our wish will come true. But if they fly into the fire, it won't. Oh, yes, cried Lawrence. That's just the thing to do. Girls first. You begin, Rachel. No, Dorothy is my guest, replied his cousin. She must have the first turn. Dorothy poked her chestnut into the ashes. I wish I might spend the whole year up here with you, she said. And when the nut popped right into her lap, the other children joined hands and danced around her in a circle. Then it was Rachel's turn, and she wished for higher marks in school than she ever had before. But the chestnut jumped into the fire and blazed up merrily. That's because your marks are good enough already, her brother told her. What is your wish, Lawrence? I wish I might go to London in an airship, Lawrence replied. And I wish that I might go to the biggest circle in the world, added Leland, poking his chestnut in beside his cousins. One of the nuts popped into the farthest corner of the hearth, and the other burned to a little black cinder. But the boys couldn't decide whose chestnut it was that flew away, so they couldn't tell which one was going to have his wish. I'll tell you something that is just as good as flying, said Leland. Let's go out on our bobsled and go coasting. There's a moon tonight, and it is almost as light as day. Oh, I don't think we ought to leave the house, objected Rachel. Father and mother are both away, you know, and they told us to be careful. Oh, don't be a goose, her brother replied. The house can take care of itself. We ought to put out all the lamps then and cover the fire with ashes, said thoughtful Rachel. Nonsense, exclaimed Leland. We won't be gone long. The fire is all right. There's nothing left but the backlog, and that will not burn much longer. I'm going to put out the lamps anyways, said his sister. I feel sure that mother never leaves them lighted when there is no one in the house. Well, hurry up then, urged Leland. You girls bundle up well, and Lawrence and I will get out the sled. In a few minutes, the boys came running up to the door with the sled, and as soon as the girls were well tucked in, they took hold of the rope and pranced off like wild horses. There was a full moon, and they could see the road perfectly. The air was crisp and clear, and the snow shone and sparkled like diamonds. It seems like a winter fairyland, said Dorothy. Let's keep watch for the fairies. They ought to come trooping across the field dressed in pretty white furs and dance under the trees to the music of sleigh bells. The sled seemed to fairly fly over the snow, and when they came to the top of the long hill, the boys jumped on and they all went coasting down with shouts of laughter. Up and down, up and down they went, and such fun as they did have. Of course they stayed out much longer than they meant to, but at last Rachel said, it must be getting late. Father was coming home at ten and he will wonder what has become of us. The boys trotted home again more slowly, and as they came in sight of the house they saw Mr. Holly had already arrived before them. The room downstairs were brightly lighted, and when they passed the living room windows, they saw him hurrying to and fro as if he were busy about some work. 
Here we are, Father, called Leland. We've been out coasting. And we've had such a good time, added Dorothy. Then, as she entered the living room, she exclaimed in amazement, What is the matter, Uncle Henry? What have you been doing in here? Her uncle crossed the room and opened the windows. Then he took off his hat and overcoat and wiped great beads of perspiration from his face while the children stood in the doorway looking around at the disordered room. When I came home, the house was on fire, he answered, and I've had a pretty busy time for the last 10 minutes. You children must have left a log burning on the hearth and a spark flew out and set the rug on fire. Then the table and one of the chairs caught fire from the rug. And if I hadn't come home just when I did, we might not have had any home by this time. It was my fault, Father, spoke up Leland. Rachel wanted to bury the log in the ashes, but I told her it wouldn't do any harm to leave it burning. I suppose it is partly my fault, too, said Mr. Holly. I've always intended to buy a wire screen for this fireplace. It is never safe to go out of the room and leave an open fire. When we go to town tomorrow to buy a new rug, we will buy a screen and a fender, too. And the next time we light a fire on the hearth, added Lawrence, we will stay at home and take care of it, even if it is a moonlit night and we want to do some coasting. That sounds like a good idea, said Mr. Holly. Now off to bed with you all, and Happy New Year.